you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's another week. It's the halfway point of the season, if you will, which I know is, is kind of weird because there's like 18 weeks and everyone plays the same amount of games at this point. But we're going to call it the halfway point of the season, and we welcome you to another edition of the NFL Power Ranking Show presented to you by Energizer. I, I thought about Eric at home doing mid-season awards. I don't know, that seems cliche. Can we just give you a trophy for doing the Lord's work and taking the slings and arrows from everyone on social media and putting these rankings together every week? It, it comes with the territory. I, I can I can accept that uh, award from you. I'm, I'm fine with that. All right, a laurel and a hearty handshake to you. Scan the QR code on the screen right now. Go to NFL.com, and when you do, you will see the brand-new Power Rankings, rankings that have the Philadelphia Eagles yet again. No big change here. They beat the Cowboys. Dallas and the game situational football bad. Philadelphia is still number one. The Ravens are number two. Then the Chiefs are moving up. The Jaguars are moving up. The Lions are moving up. The Dolphins, who haven't beaten anyone any good, are moving down, followed by the Niners off a bye, and the Cowboys, who now face Tommy DeVito. Philadelphia fought and scratched and clawed with a banged-up quarterback, and even though Dallas got to the six-yard line, the Eagles hang on, the Eagles win, the Eagles are still your number one team. Eric? They have a great path to the number one seed at this point. Obviously, it was a big one Sunday, no doubt about it. Did they have to hang on for dear life? Absolutely. Did the Cowboys outplay them for stretches of this game? Yes. But as you pointed out, Jalen Hurts banged up, led four big TD drives in the pocket, making plays downfield, really attacked, and I thought did a great job of that. You know, this this bye comes at a good time. They lose Goddard. Hurts gets a little time to rest up. Maybe they can find some answers in that secondary did consider flipping them down at number two, but ultimately kept them because of the large uh, nature of that victory and the importance of it, had to stick with them at number one. They did finish it off. They have a skill for finishing off games. That can't be overlooked, I don't think, Andrew. No, because they have that skill and the Cowboys do not. And we'll get to Dallas a little bit later, but this is what the Cowboys lack. It's what Nick Sirianni and the Eagles have. They fought through the injury to the quarterback, to the injury to Dallas Goddard. They fought through the banged-up secondary. Those guys were dropping like flies, and they hung on, and they won. And their next five after the bye are brutal. They get five games against teams that you could argue, Eric, are worthy of being in conference championship games. And maybe somebody takes over number one. Maybe it is the Lions. Their schedule looks better. But until somebody can beat the Eagles other than the Jets, they're number one. I agree. Yeah, we got to keep them in that spot, right? Things may change, right? Like you said, they play Kansas City. Maybe the the Bills find a way to come back in the game after that. San Francisco is still left on the schedule. They have plenty to play for after last year. So, yeah, but for now, I think you have to keep them in that top spot by virtue of the record and by virtue of the fact that, you know, they, they when it comes time to, to finish off games, they have a, a unique skill and a, and a knowledge of how to do so. They have a very particular set of skills. All right, 
The show would be boring, however, without a little bit of conflict and disagreement. So, may I offer you our Team of the Week, which is presented by Truist, and may I offer you the Baltimore Ravens. And may I offer you this, Eric. They're the best team in football. After they once again dismantled somebody that we thought was good at home, and once again somebody from the NFC. First, the Lions, now the Seahawks, whom the Ravens held to six, count them, six first downs. Pretty impressive stuff. Incredible, really, how their defense has really matured. You know, a little bit of a step back in Arizona. Not a terrible game out there. The the score looked a little closer the week before. But those two victories that you mentioned over, you know, top-tier teams, really, I think those were the statement games that shows you they're better than the team that lost at home to, to Gardner Minshew and the Colts. They're better than the team that gave away a game against the Steelers. So I think this is a, an extremely dangerous team. If they had just a little bit of a, a better body of work in terms of the earlier season losses, I was going to put them at number one. Couldn't quite pull the trigger. But are they, you know, in the running? Absolutely. I think next week, you know, we, we wouldn't be shocking to see them in that spot. This is a team that I think the other 31 teams rightfully are scared of the matchup problems they present, and that burgeoning defense. And they found Keaton Mitchell on Sunday, too. Another playmaker to add to a team that that has quite a few of them. Undrafted rookie running back out of East Carolina and son of Ravens Super Bowl champion, the DB from that old 2000 team, Anthony Mitchell. So cool story. And a big test now for the Ravens coming up on Sunday. It's round two against the Browns. When last they met, it was in Cleveland. It was the game where Deshaun Watson thought he could go and they couldn't go. And then DTR had to start and it was ugly. And the Ravens won in a laugher. It was also the first game in which the Browns defense looked beatable and looked human. And there was about a quarter and a half there where the Ravens gashed them. This one will be interesting because Deshaun is back. They looked a lot better this week. We'll show you where the Browns are on the countdown coming up in a little bit. But this is round two in the AFC North. And if the playoffs were to start today, oof, I'm glad they don't. I would have missed Christmas and New Year's. But if they were to start today, <laughs> all four teams from the AFC North would be in, which is bonkers. Chiefs would be in as winners of the AFC West. They went to Germany. Now they get a bye. They beat the Dolphins, held on for dear life after getting up to the 21 to nothing lead at halftime. But this defense is good enough, Eric, where they will be, I think, in the conversation for number one in a few weeks. I agree. Yeah. And I started thinking about a little bit historically, too, you know, what Steve Spagnolo's done with this group. And it's really been since opening night. You know, they only allowed the, the Lions uh, two offensive or, you know, 13 off 12 or. 14 offensive points in that game ever since then they've been tremendous on that side of the ball played a huge role in the win over Miami got old friend Tyreek Hill to fumble the big play uh, the turning point before halftime that was the winning margin right and I argue this might be the best defense we've seen in the Reed Mahomes Spagnolo era and you know that's exactly what they read need right now when Travis Kelsey is held to his lowest yard yardage total in in five years when Patrick Mahomes is having to drag these guys down on the field when receivers look more like number threes than number twos and number ones and, you know, can't seem to, 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 to get that separation that we're used to seeing them again. But, you know, right now the defense is kind of carrying a, I don't say outsized load, but a bigger part of the load than I think we've seen them carry in Kansas City for a while. Yeah, Spags dialed it up. Spags, former coach of the Frankfurt Galaxy, 
back ah. with the Chiefs in the building there in Frankfurt. Life kind of comes full circle, but back as a Super Bowl champion. I thought it was kind of cool. I got a little ahead of myself. The Chiefs and the Jaguars would both be in as division leaders. The Chiefs in the West, the Jaguars in the South. I don't know that we've talked enough about this game this week as you and I sit here and taping this early in the week. But by the time we get to Sunday, we'll be talking about the Jaguars and the 49ers. Jacksonville has won five consecutive games. I think people are overlooking how big it was for them to go into Pittsburgh and punch the Steelers in the mouth a week ago. You have them as your number four team, Eric, which is different than just a good team in a bad division. You're talking championship level here. Right, and I I kept saying, boy, am I I sure about this? Am I ready to uh, put them at number four? On, for further, until further notice, they're at this point. The defense has taken the ball away. You know, they've had five wins in five stadiums, so they're kind of this intrepid bunch right now. And, and you know, going in, into different countries and in short weeks and dealing with injuries. And so they've really had a lot on their plates since starting out one and two. And we've seen growth in, in Trevor Lawrence. I don't think Calvin Ridley has hit his full ceiling yet. You know, they're still kind of gelling up front of the offensive line, but. Uh, Travis Etienne's been terrific. They have a group that can make this whole thing work offensively. So, yeah, the multiplicity they offer. I mean, I still think we're going to get more out of Trayvon Walker in the second half of the season. This is about when he started to play better last year. So there's upward mobility with this team. There's really unfulfilled potential. And yet, you know, we still want to see him improve it against the top teams like the 49ers this weekend. And it is a big one, them coming off a bye and and pretty angry after three losses. Yeah, what kind of 49er team are we going to get this week? They add Chase Young. Brock Purdy still very much the quarterback. Kyle says, no way, we're not going to bench Brock Purdy. But they have lost three games in a row. When last we saw them, they were losing to the Bengals, and Nick Bosa was hugging Joey Burrow, or Joe Burrow, Joey, whatever, after the game and said, great game. Man, you just kind of bleeped up our bye week. So what do the Niners look like? That game is in Jacksonville. You know, yep. a little bit different. Not, not, not the kind of game we're used to on a Sunday. Niners, Jaguars in Jacksonville. The Lions are five. They are up two. Lions here, well-rested to face the Chargers on Sunday. The Dolphins are down three to six. They are on a bye. They still haven't beaten anyone. The Niners hold firm through their bye at seven. And then we get the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to say anything is a gimme. But they're going to win. They're going to beat Tommy DeVito and the Giants this week. They're going to make it 12 in a row at home at AT AT&T Stadium. But you drop them only two after once again going back to our conversation about that game in Philadelphia, proving that they are going to mismanage end-of-game situations. Why do you think the Cowboys are still worthy of the A block on this show, Eric? (laughs) Yeah, I still think they have some heavyweight power. Obviously, we've seen them beat up on, you know, teams run by Tommy DeVito and whatnot. I mean, the lower-rung teams they've taken care of, cleaned the clocks of a lot of those clubs, did have the Arizona hiccup early in the season. But on the flip side, they played pretty well against the Chargers in a Sunday night game when, you know, the game sort of was... Uh, teetering back and forth a little bit. They were the more composed team. I don't know what that says. The Chargers have certainly shown moments of, uh, you know, uh, less than spectacular execution. But still, I'm willing to give this team a pass. Now, granted, you you could write it off and say, oh, it's just a yard here, a a half a foot here, you know, three fumbles. Somehow we didn't come up with one of them. Right, but is this a chronic issue? That's what you have to ask. And 
you know, the other factor, like we talk about with the Dolphins all the time, I want to see them beat a truly good team, right? Not just a Chargers level team, but somebody in that that A block level, like you said. <laughs> we may not find it out for a couple of weeks. Giants, Panthers, you know, they have some some easier games before we get to the meat of the schedule again. They really don't have a big challenge until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. When no, that is Thanksgiving. No, that's after Thanksgiving. Thursday, November thirtieth is yeah, after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and that's a Thursday against Seattle. The Commanders on Thanksgiving is a test. How much of a test? I'm not sure. I don't know if RG3 is walking in that door for that you know, <laughs> classic Thanksgiving moment from over a decade yep. ago. But sure, that's a test. But the next ones, not really. The Giants and the Carolina Panthers, their next two games, weeks 10 and 11, have combined for only three victories. And Daniel Jones is out for the year, and it's going to be Tommy DeVito and Matt Barkley and Jacob Eason as the three quarterbacks that Brian Dayball gets to close his eyes and choose from. That game, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at AT&T Stadium. All right, guys, we're just getting rolling. Are we having fun yet? We are. Okay, top eight. Done. Where are the Bengals? Where are the Browns? Where are the Houston Texans? With MVP CJ Stroud. That's next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It is your midway point of the season. This is your NFL Power Ranking Show presented by Energizer. The Bengals and the Browns are 9-10, and 10, rounding out Eric Edholm's top 10. And top 32 available right now on NFL.com. And then the Bills and the Seahawks both down two. The Saints, the Steelers, the Texans all up one. And the Chargers, after winning in New York on a Monday night, are up two to number 16. The team at nine is making power moves. The Bengals and their power moves presented by energizer eric edholm they have won four in a row they handled the bills on sunday night and since week 11 he checks his notes or since week five they are up 11 which is as much as any team has moved they look like the team we thought they would be midsummer let the record show i wasn't gonna ever break them out of the top 20 they needed one more loss right i saw other people around the, the power rankings universe sort of lose faith not me right you got to keep them in the top 20 so i felt like at some point this run would come i didn't know it would come this quickly and you know flourish this this fast and this well against good teams i mean right now you could argue the bills are in a little bit of a tailspin but still uh, they had their number and they controlled the game and played from ahead. I mean, they played in, in a position of power, I felt like, in that game. And, you know, it's been impressive to see Joe Burrow do his thing, of course, but we're kind of used to that. The defense rebounding, I think, from from a tough start to the season was a big development. And then T. Higgins, you know, he'd been kind of lost in the weeds, I think, for a couple weeks. To see him, especially with Jamar Chase, have a tough game, dealing with a back injury, Higgins steps up. That's what makes him so dangerous. Those twin weapons on the outside. 
they got the tight ends involved too, Andrew. This is an exciting development for a team that's kind of ignored that position from time to time. And they gave up the touchdown of the opening drive to Josh Allen. Then Lou Anarumo's defense clamped down, and, and they won that game. Yep. Yeah, there were a couple of times where the Bills got across midfield and came away with nothing. The drive stalled where they gave it away. But give Lou credit again. The Bengals keep on winning, and now they get the Texans, get to them in a second, coming up at home, trying to make it five in a row in Cincinnati. Brief aside, you mentioned the other power rankings here. Do, like, you have a text chain with, like, the guy from The Athletic or the guy from The Ringer or the guy from Yahoo, as my dad calls it, Yahoo. Like, do you guys all talk and compare notes? Well, my old colleague at Yahoo and I will sometimes go back and forth okay. and text ah, trash rankings, stuff like that. It's a good-natured fun, though, you know? Of course. It's all in good fun <laughs> until people get really right. angry about the power rankings that have the Browns at 10. <laughs> they won. They shut out the Cardinals, held them to 58 yards. The Bills are down to to 11. They were beaten by the Bengals. And if you look at the playoff standings, right now they're out of the picture. And right now, that is just... Tough second half of the season, Eric, for Buffalo. I mean, it's it's tough to figure out where exactly this team is going to land. You know, I mean, obviously the last few weeks have really been, you know, frustrating. Even the win over the Bucks, you know, it was a game they theoretically could have lost on the last play. So we've, we've seen the offense take a hit. I'm sure Josh Allen's shoulder injury has something to do with that. The deep passes weren't there. You know, teams have obviously played a lot of too deep against them, forcing them to be kind of uh, under control, take checkdowns, things like that. You know, and after that, like you said, the early drive was so successful, they went into stall mode after that. It's been too hot and cold offensively. We're used to this team consistently moving the ball. Haven't seen that in the last month or so. So, yeah, they've got offensive problems. They've lost a ton of heavyweights on defense as well. The injury, you know, they're figuring things out. Maybe the Rasul Douglas uh, move eventually helps them there. But, yeah, I mean, this is this is even a big game coming against Denver, a team yeah. that's played much better the last week plus or the month plus. So, yeah, they have a lot of things to figure out. I thought 11 might have been really generous, and I'm sure other people agree with that. Yeah, uh, it's Denver on a Monday night, and then the Jets, and then at Philadelphia, they still have Kansas City, Dallas, and the Chargers after that. And you can't forget about the Week 18 game yet again against the Dolphins. So the Bills are 11, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Steelers 12 through 14. And then at 15, let's get to the Houston Texans. Time for Future Champions presented by FanDuel. Will the Texans make the playoffs? FanDuel odds plus 250 for yes, minus 325 for no. The Texans are in the conversation, Eric. Right now, they're 4-4 four and four in the 10 spot in the AFC. But that 4-4 four and four is only one game back in the loss column from the 7 seed and a wild card for C.J. Stroud, who is your rookie of the year. You could also put him, I joked before, in the MVP conversation, except I'm not really joking. I'm with you. I Look, if you sit back and look, it hasn't been a tremendous, you know, earth-shattering year for quarterbacks around the NFL. Touchdown passes are down. You know, massive yardage totals are down. So when you, you see C.J. Stroud throw for 470 yards in a game, first of all, he's a rookie, right? This guy has had about eight games under his belt. It's unbelievable to see how far he's come in such a short amount of time and how Bobby Slowick's offense fits him perfectly, the trust level he has. And 
he could have easily had over 500 on Sunday. There was still meat on that bone, believe it or not. And to come against the great box secondary, too. I mean, it was very impressive. He just carved up that zone defense. So a lot of positive things. Such an exciting young nucleus. To me, they're winners whether they make the postseason or not. But if they can beat Cincy, now that talk becomes a lot more real. It also stings that they lost to Carolina, which I think could end up being a pretty painful loss when they look back at the end of the season. And through all of this, just remember, they can't run the ball. C.J. Stroud is thrown for 470 and 5, and they can't run the football. Chargers ran the ball, got Austin Eckler involved, Joshua Kelly involved Monday night in their victory in New York. And what do you know? They're back in the conversation now also at 4 and 4. Eric, you have the Chargers at 16. Considering the opponent, the part of the season, you know, the, the location, I thought that was easily their best performance of the season defensively. But Justin Herbert in the passing game can't really get much going all night. So, yeah, it's just a little bit frustrating. But the final score is is a pretty good salve for that. I think they're they're at least showing that they can play very well in certain circumstances defensively, which helps their cause. Eight sacks on Monday night. Now a big test on Sunday afternoon against the Lions at SoFi. The eight sacks, one of the better performances by any individual player or unit in week number nine. But not as nice as what Josh Dobbs did in Atlanta. He's the pastronaut. Coming up, where are the Vikings and Josh Dobbs in the power rankings? That's next. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. But wait, there's more, more numbers in the brand new Power Rankings, NFL Power Rankings presented by Energizer. Josh Dobbs and the Fighting Vikings are up two to 17. The Jets are plummeting five after what they put on TV on Monday night. The Colts up four, interesting. Falcons down three. A lot of big movers here in this part of the rankings. Bucket ears down one. Titans and Broncos go nowhere. The Packers move up two after beating Brett Rippon. And the Rams, right before we got to air here for this one, Carson Wentz signed with the Rams. All right, at home, the Vikings, Josh Dobbs, loved the story, didn't know anyone's name, let him do a victory. He's the pastronaut. They get the Saints this week. 17 means they're in the playoff conversation, man. Yeah, they're right there, right? You think about that Chiefs game earlier in the season, right? We didn't expect them to win it at the time, but had they pulled it off, right? I mean, you know, their record even more uh, firm as it is, but you lose Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson out for a long spell, Christian Derrissaw too. Then you lose your supposed starting quarterback and K.J. Osborne and Cam Akers in the game and somehow pull it off with Dobbs at quarterback. Pretty unbelievable stuff. I love the way that Brian Flores' defense pressures. I love the way that that Addison has stepped up as kind of the pseudo number one. Hawkinson had a big game Sunday. And Dobbs, I mean, after some early mistakes, he took the safety, had the couple of fumbles. He rallied the team with his legs. He fell back to, you know, his default instincts as a quarterback and and made it a a terrifically fun game against the Falcons team that is desperate to win games right now. So uh, really big stuff. And they get this game against the Saints with a, a chance to keep 
I guess, adding to their playoff resume. It just seems like a weird thing to say at this point, but I guess yeah. that's where we're at. But it's a cool thing to say, and it's where we're at in yeah. the NFC, and, and the AFC for that matter, when it comes to the wild card picture. Josh Dobbs starts again for the Vikings. Zach Wilson again for the Jets, as Trevor Simeon is not coming up off the practice squad, so says Robert Sala. The Colts are going with Gardner Minshew, baby. He's taking his van to Germany. We're excited for another game. Football made in Germany and Frankfurt. They're facing the Patriots, 9.30 Eastern time on NFL Network, coming up on Sunday. They are up four for you this week. Eric? Yeah, that's more of a function of some other teams uh, falling in that. They, they, they deserve to move up a little bit, but I didn't think it was their most impressive performance either. So really hinged on the defense bouncing back after a terrible game last week, 500 plus yards against the Saints. So good stuff, even though it came against Bryce Young. Let's remind everybody, Bryce Young was coming off a pretty good game last week. So they did good work there. The two pick sixes were the difference. So I have a feeling Gardner Minshew is going to be popular in Germany. I don't know. I think he's just going to be a big hit over there. Like Bernard Raymond, Austrian guy. Sure, he'll do fine. But awesome. I'm saying Gardner's going to be a hit over in Germany. That, that's my please, prediction for the week. Please wear jorts, Gardner Minshew. When you get <laughs> to Germany. Please, They're big please, over there. Please, please, please. <laughs> Rest of the rankings have the Raiders up one, the Commanders up one, the Rams down six, followed by the Bears, the Patriots, the Giants, the Panthers, and the Arizona Cardinals. Quick thought here in our final 20 seconds. How about Antonio Pierce of the Raiders? Hey, gotta love it, right? I love that first bump. Jeff Saturday got a bump, too, with the Colts last year. So we'll see how long it holds together, Andrew. But great for a Raiders team that's just been so stressed out lately. Who Jeff Saturday and the Colts beat in his first game? They beat the Raiders. Now, Antonio right? Pierce and the Raiders beat his old team, the Giants, how cool is that? Now they get the Jets. It's a New York, New York kind of thing in Vegas for the Raiders. See how that works? For Eric, I'm Andrew. That was week nine. Enjoy week 10, everybody. NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you